Hey, everybody, just a quick kind of programming note here. Um, as you can probably already tell, uh, I'm a little under the weather. I, I thought about kind of pushing this episode until my voice recovered. Um, I decided <laughs> through the magic of editing that I could just kind of get it done. And um, a big reason being that this this episode, one of four that we're doing on Vesuvio, um, is just really near and dear to my heart. Um, the place, I think, means a lot to myself and to thousands, tens of thousands of locals and visitors. And it's just a really special place that we want to celebrate. So, okay, here we go. I'd been coming to the city a lot because like I said, we lived in Orange County and we all didn't like it. So we used to come to San Francisco all the time. Like we would always come um, to North Beach specifically. So I always kind of felt like I grew up in this neighborhood a little bit. Like we'd come for Thanksgiving, we'd come for Christmas. That was Joanna Leochi, longtime Vesuvio bartender and creator of the bar's Wacky Wednesday music shows in Kerouac Alley. I'm Jeff. And this is Storied San Francisco, a podcast all about the people and places that make this city what it is. I met Joanna to record at Vesuvio on a beautiful mid-October day. The weather had just changed to chilly mornings and nights with warm, summer-like afternoons. As she came into the bar, Joanna offered me a beer. Anchor steam, I said, please and thank you. We settled into the booth upstairs where we've recorded several guests on this show including Joanna's boss, Janet Clyde, whom we featured last week in parts one and two of our episodes on Vesuvio Cafe. Please go back and check those out if you haven't already. Meanwhile, here's Joanna. So um, I'm from Newport, Rhode Island, mm. and my uh, I have an older sister. She lives in Brooklyn, and she's in theater. Okay. So we're a very an big, actor, or uh, she is a stage manager, okay. which makes Ooh. which is very uh, on point since I'm sort of the staff manager here. We're both like little ringleaders of circuses. Um, yes, and we're just OCD enough to make it work. I think <laughs> <laughs> it's very it's very funny. Uh, we have similar jobs, except not at all. But, and bi coastal. Um, yeah, and bi coastal. She's in Brooklyn, <laughs> so um, so. So, yeah, I was born in Newport, and... So uh, is Newport the other? Because there's Providence, and Yeah, and there's, there's Newport. Newport. I mean, that's pretty, yeah. much, that's pretty much yeah. it. But, Me yeah, I guess technically I was born in Providence, because that's where the hospital is. But oh, I, right. I grew up in Newport, um, and we moved to California when I was a kid, because my dad got a job. My dad oh. was a music writer for okay. a really long time. Oh, um, and what my, kind of music? He was a rock critic. Nice. Yeah, for a long time. He actually wrote the Lou Reed memorial piece for the New York Times when oh, Lou Reed wow. died. So, yeah, it was, wow. really, it was cool. It was a very cool situation. Did he come out to work? for Rolling Stone? No, or? he was oh. working for the LA Times. Okay. He basically, um, it's a funny, it's a very funny Rhode Island story, but it, the short story, the short version is he worked for the Providence Journal and they had invested in this hotel and they wanted him to go review it because they wanted people to go and he basically said in his review, this hotel is really nice, but you have to have a lot of money and mm. in Providence in 1983, Seven, no uh, one had any money. Right, um, right. So they told him that if he ran the article, they would fire him. Oh, and he <laughs> ran the article and they fired him. Okay. And it was uh, because Rhode Island obviously is so small and he had been this well known rock critic. Um, they 
it got media attention and he got offered the job as entertainment editor at the LA Times. Yes. So we all moved to Southern California, which was One very weird. Um, yeah, very, things. very weird. We lived in Orange County. Um, Ooh. Yeah, and coming from Rhode Island to Orange County was very odd. We all left as soon as we could, yeah. um, which is fine. I mean, Orange County is a fine place, but I think just culturally it was very, very different. Uh, my mom was a pediatric nurse for a really long time, okay. so she picked up nursing again, obviously, in Southern California. Yeah. Um, the best part of that story, though, was when when my dad got fired, um, all of these people made these pins that said, Save Tony Leochi, okay. and they would wear them all around Providence, but they spelled Leochi wrong, <laughs> which is so Rhode Island. It's like... And if he's a journalist. Yeah, like, and well, they did, and it too. wasn't even, you know, it was completely yeah. unintentional, and the best, and I always say, like, we gotta find one of those pins, but, yeah. you know, that so was... So Tony Leochi was yeah, his name. Yeah, mm-hmm. Okay, when you said, when you say we all left. You meant Orange County. Um, yeah. As soon so as you get, you mean you and your. My sister six, went. Uh, okay. My sister moved to go to NYU after high school. Uh, I moved to Europe the day after I graduated, and then I moved up wow. here. And my parents live in Berkeley because my dad ended up transferring to the San Jose Mercury, and my mom oh. worked as um, a public health official for the city of Berkeley. Oh shit. So there's okay. my parents are still in the East Bay, and then I'm here, and my sister's still in Brooklyn. Oh nice. Yeah. Can we talk quickly about Europe? Because like. Oh yeah. Yeah. Did that's you say where the, I started. The day after high the school. The day after I graduated, Holy pretty crap. much. Um, I, that's awesome. I had been in Europe for about four minutes, and uh, 9/11 happened oh, while okay. I was in yep. a port in London. Yeah. Um, on the way to Amsterdam, so that was super weird. Um, I'd planned on being gone for a while, and I think that sort of, um, it was just a really weird time, obviously, Mm -hmm. and I was like, should I come home? I don't know what's going on, Mm -hmm. and my mom, I remember, I called her from, like, a payphone, and she said, uh, absolutely don't come home, like, you know, there's just, just enjoy your time, like, (laughs) I worked, like, full-time my senior year of high school, so I could go to Europe, and, um, we had gone to Ireland when I was, uh, I think I was like eight or nine for my mom's birthday okay. and I decided on that trip that I wanted to be a bartender in Dublin when specifically you were eight I think I was like eight or nine I was oh, in third shit. grade so okay. probably nine and whenever people would ask me what I wanted to be when I grew up I would say I want to be a bartender in Ireland and they were like huh that's so, so funny and I was like what crazy. that's what I want to do um, and then I went to Ireland and the day I got there I dropped off my backpack at a hostel and I lied and I got a bartending job so that's nice. where I started bartending when I was in 18 Dublin. in Dublin I love Yep, at a place called O'Shea's Merchant, which is nicer now, but was such a shithole. Um, It's famously across the street from the Brazen Head in Dublin, which is like a much more established bar. But um, yeah, it was, I, I bartended in the like restaurant area and then there was one night where someone didn't show up to their bar shift and I of course was like this sassy 18 year old you know and I said to my gigantic kitchen manager Keith who is like possibly the scariest man I've ever met um, I worked with him and this guy named Vincent who used to like smoke cigarettes and let the ash get really long as he poured pints and I would just sit and watch it and be like oh god yeah it was actually kind of great but it's also kind of a throwback I thought he was like so old he but he was one of those guys he looked like he could have either been like 42 or 92 like you just couldn't tell so um so they I overheard them saying that the bartender didn't show up and I said well I can do it and they said we don't have women bartend in the bar area but I of course because you know I was an 18 year old like whatever was like well I'm saying I can do it, so either I do it or no one does it, I guess, or something along those lines. So I did it, and I did a good job, so I actually was the first lady to bartend in that bar. Um, 
However, I did one night make a really horrible mistake and I learned my lesson, they were definitely right, that I wasn't allowed, the one stipulation was I wasn't allowed to come out from behind the bar to um, pick up glassware. Okay. Because it got really rowdy, which it did oh. get very rowdy. It was predominantly men. Sure. It was in an area that was a lot of like construction workers. Like it was right. just like tough Irish guys. Um, yeah. And one one night it was really busy, and I was you know again like well I can do whatever I want. Yeah. So I went out and I stacked a bunch of pint glasses and was going to bring them back behind the bar to um, to wash them. And this guy kind of came behind me and like picked me up by my waist like with his arm. So he picked me up like this and all the pint glasses shattered all over the ground. And Keith, the scariest man I've ever met, jumped over the bar. Keith was also huge. He was probably like 6'10", like not oh an exaggeration. Okay. He was a massive human. Jumped over the bar. They grabbed the guy and then like 10 guys just took him outside. And I am fairly positive they like beat the shit out of him. So not only was I horrified that I had like been grabbed, but I was like, don't kill the guy. <laughs> and it scared the shit out of me so much that I never broke another rule in the bar. You never that. went from the I never left behind the bar unless yeah. I went to the bathroom. And if I did, I went through the kitchen and I used the bathroom in the uh, restaurant. Well, uh, for, <laughs> for listeners, I just want to um, confirm that you are right now not behind the bar. Yeah, no, so no. So it hasn't scarred you for life. No, no. Okay. But that bar, I never, I never did anything that they told me not to. Like, I yeah. very quickly learned that it was like... It was a good lesson because it was like I thought they were just kind of being assholes and like misogynistic, right. and, you know, whatever. Um, and and then I, I very quickly learned like no, they actually were just like looking out for kind me. Of for and, your I, own good. and I kind of need to listen. Like, and that's that's yeah. a big lesson in bars is like, you they're, if there are people that have been there longer than you, listen to what they say because right. as long as they're not dicks, they're probably just looking out for you. Correct. So yeah, they yeah. know the lay of the land. Yeah, the, exactly. Yeah, and yeah. they were very right. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't have done it. Was it really 10 on one? I think it was maybe like eight. It was a lot. Oh, and there was God. this. And so basically the back door of the bar was on this alley. And it was just sort of a notorious thing like that. People would get in bar fights out there all the time. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I'm, sure they, I'm sure they weren't kind to him. It's an Irish it that way. bar in Ireland. In Ireland. So, like it's yeah, an actual yeah, it's an pub where Come, people, people, yeah, people, there weren't a lot of ladies in there. Like yeah. I said, Sunday nights they would have an Irish band and then like a lot of people would go in, like a lot more women would be in there and me and my friends would go in then. But when I was yeah. working, it was pretty much, um, it was a lot of guys, but yeah. it was also, you know, 2001 or right. whatever that was. Yeah. So which it was, you know, doesn't 20, feel like 22 that years. Ago, it but doesn't, but, but it is, but you know, it's, I work with people here that were like born in 2001. So oh, right. <laughs> not really actually, but close, close enough. Okay. This episode's making me feel I know, real right? we are a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> so how long did you stay in, in Dublin um, or I in Europe there, in general? I, well, I traveled around for a while before and then I stayed in Dublin. I was there for maybe five months and then I came home cause it was Christmas and I didn't have a work visa or anything so oh, okay. but I've gone back since um, I've gone back with my family and um, I'm hoping to go back within the next few years I love Ireland just to it's visit just, yeah not yeah to just work to hang out rehab. and yeah okay. it's it's great I love the people there I love the culture there I think yeah um, I've been reading a lot actually that in in uh, Ireland and England there's kind of this pandemic going on of corporations buying up all the old bars uh, and then making everything cheaper lame. so that people go there because the economy isn't great and like it yeah sounds American it sounds so American I was like <laughs> you fucks so yeah. um yeah so there's definitely a part of me that's like oh if that's happening to a lot of places I would like to go sooner than later right just, you know right before everything cool gets wiped out but yeah. hopefully that won't happen right um, so that's 
insane. So did your you said your your family, your mom and dad moved up here. Mm-hmm. Did that happen while you were away? Or like, no, it was like after? after. My dad moved up here, and then um, because of my mom was trying to sell our house, and then because of 9-11, that wasn't really possible. So I went back and lived with her, and then we Down in Orange County. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. For not very long, luckily, because yeah. I was very... I was like, what am I doing here again? Yeah, yeah. I, right. even, I still go there. Like, my best friend still lives there, and she she and her wife have three kids, and they're my god kids. So, like, I go to see them, but I just, it's, you know, I think anywhere, though. I was talking to a friend about it the other day because I had just, I just did a big road trip, like, all over California. And he said, oh, man, like, I go back to that part of, the, of California, and I just hate it. And I said, yeah. I think that's just kind of, that happens when you grow up in a place like you it's either love it or you really don't yeah. like it and I think being a transplant there I never fit in there and I just always had a tough time there I still go back and I'm like what is happening I think you're <laughs> right but I think with the OC it's yeah. also the OC I mean, so, it like, is. And people it's very, who aren't from there get it politically like, is very different yeah. I mean obviously like ethnically is pretty mm-hmm. it's pretty uh, yeah it's gallon you know, of milk it's, yeah it's a pretty interesting <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. it's it's not a bad place it just was not a place for me for sure right right I, I, I yeah I so did you come it. up here because your family because your mom and um partially or, or, I came up I went to SF State here oh so, yeah. yeah you're another so, mm-hmm. it's the most common thread through six years of doing this podcast oh yeah and, a lot and, of and I went people. there too like yeah, yeah it's like yeah, it's, yeah. It's the common yeah. denominator I started out I actually went to I started going I really fucked up in high school obviously I was in Orange County I didn't like high school I was like playing in like a riot girl band and all my oh, friends nice. were like weird junkies what and I just play? wasn't I just sang I sang in a band nice. called Julia Warhola after Andy Warhol's oh, mom oh yeah okay <laughs> for a while um, nice. but we had to break up because everyone in the band started doing heroin and mm-hmm. I was like mm. and we were practicing in like my parents living room and I was like oh, yeah. I think they're gonna catch on that this is happening um, <laughs> so came back moved up here um, I went to school actually in the Peralta system in the East Bay which mm-hmm. was great I, I I loved like I went to Laney College went to Vista um, oh, nice. I thought that was like part of the but that was maybe my favorite part of my college education honestly right. it was just really really great and I went to state and then I took English classes at Berkeley so I had oh. a real hodgepodge yeah yeah it was weird All I just kind of did and then I did a um, I finished my I got my degree from state but I finished at Cambridge University in England because I studied oh. Shakespeare Oh, so. did you go over there for that? Mm-hmm. Or, oh, yeah, wow. so I was there for a semester, which was really cool. Wow, so like I'm, I'm picturing a globe, and like you're going yeah. from the UK <laughs> back to here, but then when you're here, you're like East Bay. Yeah, yeah, SF, yeah. East I Bay, was SF. all over yeah. the place. It did was you very live in the weird. East Bay? Then, I lived or? in the East Bay, and then when I went to state, I moved to the Mission. So I lived oh, okay. in the Mission. So that okay. was a lot easier. That's the era we had just started talking yeah. about right before yeah, we yeah, started yeah, recording. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. like. What year was it that you moved I up here? I guess that was two. Oh two. Yeah, oh two. Oh two. Yeah. Okay. So about about then, two thousand one, two thousand two. Well, two thousand two. For for those like I have an idea of my experience back mm-hmm. then, but like, mm-hmm. what did you think of the city then? I thought it was great. I'd been coming to the city a lot because, like I said, we lived in Orange County and we all didn't like it. So we used to come to San Francisco all the time. Like mm-hmm. we would always come. Um, to North Beach specifically, so I always kind of felt like I grew up in this neighborhood a little bit. Like yeah. we'd come for Thanksgiving, we'd come for Christmas. Um, and when I moved up here and I had friends at college, like at, from state, they were always like, how do you know the city so well? But I didn't really know the mission at the time. So when I moved to the mission, I thought it was fantastic mm-hmm. because it was and still is, I think. But. Um, 
but yeah, I loved it. It was great. I just like, you know, I was 21, I guess, and just lived on 18th and Linda. Um, oh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I just, it was awesome. Like That's I, like between Guerrero yeah, between and Guerrero Dolores? Valencia. Yeah, 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 Dolores. The, over the, yeah, okay. Yeah, I lived there, um, or between, between by that Guerrero and Valencia. By that community pool. Right? Yes, it's up yeah, from yeah. there. It's by the women's, the old women's building. Women's building, right, so, right. the women's building now, I guess. Right. Um, but it was very, like, real world. Like, yeah. I had six roommates. Yeah. They were all, I didn't know any of them. You know, it was you, super Was it a funny. Craigslist thing? I think it was yeah. Craigslist. Yeah. And I think my room was, like, $400. And are you friends with any of those people I, now? Um, no, actually. Oh, no, okay. There's one woman who I lived with who oh, we are five. still, like, friendly. Like, sure. I mean, we, like, if I saw her, I would be very excited. But the rest of the people, I think... Like, there's one roommate we had, and I swear to God, I have no idea. I'm like, I can't remember. <laughs> Who they were. It was like, Jared, Alan, Nicole, Aliza. Aliza's the one that I'm still friendly with. And then I think there was another one. And, like, they're completely gone. I have no yeah. idea. I don't know. They were. It was an interesting group, though, because it was... I was the youngest, and I remember I thought everyone was so old. And the oldest right. person was probably, like, 31. Right. Like, you know. Ancient. That's so old. <laughs> yeah. What are they even doing? Oh, yeah. yeah. I've sometimes recently... Because um, I now haven't had roommates other than my significant other yeah. for a while. Thank whoever. But, yeah. um, like, just thinking back of, like, my yeah. roommate history... And I'm like, it'd be cool if we could have roommate trading cards. Oh, my God. And also, um, like, a percentage or a batting average yeah. of how many of your past roommates are you actually yeah. still friends with. It's usually pretty low. I, I had like. two roommates. So I moved from um, the Mission to the Lower Hate, and I had two roommates, Steve and Jessica, who are still two of my closest friends. Love them. Are they a couple? Um, but we met. With each other? No, uh-uh. oh. Jessica is married, and Steve li- moved to Brooklyn. So Steve okay. lives in Brooklyn, but I still see Steve because I go see my sister, and we're all buds. And then I still see nice. Jessica and like her kids and her husband and stuff. So, nice. um, yeah. So I lucked out. I only had the one really weird living situation, and then I moved <laughs> in with those guys. Uh, Steve moved to Brooklyn. We had a couple roommates after that, but Jessica and I are still very close friends. Um, we were friends when we moved in together, and then uh, then I moved to the place I live now. Like. 13 years ago so I've lived by myself for what 13 years I live up on Powell so I'm like up oh, on Knob Hill on the hill yeah, yeah, yeah. which is great and awful because there's it's a hill in every direction and there's no grocery store but oh. it's okay you make it work there there's was, that Trader Joe's there's the Trader Joe's yeah that's still there is that the closest it's maybe it's the closest one yeah. um, it's always insane in there there used to oh, be a corner store that was like a block and a half down from my house that was a real saving grace of like oh god I don't have any eggs or like I yep. don't have this and it closed oh. I believe because um, in the last like quote unquote storms the guy who owned it who was probably like our age had this white Audi that he was obsessed with and he would park it in front and he was very proud of the Audi he always talked about the Audi and then one night during the storms I was taking a lift home because I was like I can't walk I can't take part in a walk this is like it was when like all the trees were falling last year yeah or earlier this year earlier this year and we were driving up Powell Street and I looked over and one of the huge cars was on top of his Audi and I swear to God they moved out like three days later and I was like god damn it he's just like so I think he was like that's it my pride and joy has literally been crushed before my eyes so yeah so now there's no corner another victim but but it's a great it's a good neighborhood I like it it's fun are you close at all um, and I'm still embarrassingly I've never been to Swenson's Swenson's it's is a there. little over the hill. Yeah, that's okay. more like Russian hill, I think. Okay. But it's cute. Yeah, Swenson's I've been there for 23 years, and for some stupid go. fucking cute. reason, yeah, we cute. had one. I'm from Fort Worth, Texas. We had a Swenson's. Oh, yeah. It's like, good. It, it, I, I've never been to, what's the one in the Mission? Mitchell's? Oh, yeah, Mitchell Brothers. I've never or, been. Not Mitchell Brothers. That's Sorry, it, that's, that's I something know, else. I almost said Mitchell Brothers, <laughs> and I was like, that's not 
ice cream. They serve but corn it's ice cream. Something. <laughs> yes. No, but like Mitchell's that. just. Uh, uh, I've on never been San there. San Jose or whatever. Yeah, 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 I've never been there, which is so oh, weird. It, like I my love. boyfriend works at Thrill House, and we are always oh, in that yeah. area. And he's like, "How have you never been to Mitchell's?" And I'm like, "I've just never done it." And at this point, I'm sort of like. It's like I've never seen Pretty Woman or The Notebook. And oh, I'm like, maybe I, I so should just movies. not, maybe I'll just make it my whole life. I've never seen Moonstruck. Oh, that's My wife is mad at me about it's that. It's a really good like, movie. <laughs> so like The Notebook, I'm like, I don't It's care. nothing against the movies. It's just like, yeah. who has time to see all the movies? I know. And everyone's like, you were born in 1982 and you haven't seen Pretty Woman. And I'm like, no, yeah. I don't I've know I've never why. seen the whole thing. I've never seen it all the yeah, way Yeah, I've never seen Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, there's a lot of things I missed. Yeah. I, I was just, in college for a long time. I can't <laughs> judge anyone that says these yeah. things. Like, I'm like, I don't know. I have my litany yeah. of things I've I yeah. never done. And but, I would say, like, with ice cream, yeah. I don't know about you. Like, we're, we talked about aging out of yeah. New Year's Eve. I've aged out of, I can eat ice cream anytime. Oh, yeah, no. Now it's, like, a specific cream. My first job was at Baskin-Robbins. Oh, sure. And ever since then, I'm, like, not a big ice cream fan. Yeah. I just, like, ruined it, I it'll think. They'll change it. Totally. It was just, like, this sucks, totally. and I hate it. And then I just, yeah, I don't know. I'm a big pie lady. Like okay. Pie. Do you not eat ice cream at all? I will, but, like, it's not, I'm more of a, like... Potato chip. Like if I'm oh. gonna if I'm gonna go junk, I'm like I like a like salt and vinegar potato chip. Okay, well I'm, like, um, a, a I'm not gonna tell one. you to see any movie, but I will say, put Mitchell's on your list. Oh yeah, it's, I'll do that. Yeah. It's just like an essay. I'll go. I'll take a picture and send it to you. Yeah, please. I went. Please do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Free advertising. For yeah, exactly. Five listeners. I mean, um, the line speaks volumes. Correct. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's. I guess so. We talked about. Peralta College, yeah, yeah, yeah. SF State, mm-hmm. and Cambridge. Like, let, how did this happen? So I actually started coming to this bar when I was a little young. Okay. Um, so, but then I, I actually was working up the street at a restaurant, which and one? I was a this stinking rose, oh, which yeah. I cannot believe oh, I'm yeah. admitting. Yeah. But I wore a garlic tie. Ooh. It was like real weird. Um, but I worked there. My friend Hillary, at the time, Hillary Meisenheimer, she's married now, but she was a hostess there. And she was like, you have to get a job here. We make a lot of money. It's great. Oh. And I said, well, I know North Tourist Beach. Money. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. sure, I'll do that. Yeah. So I was a hostess, I think. Um, basically, really, really weird. Like, I came back from Ireland. I wanted to get a bartending job. I couldn't get a bartending job because I wasn't 21. Oh, right. So I was like, I can get a bar backing job. And I was mm-hmm. still, I was living in the East Bay. I was living in Oakland at the time. So I got a job as a bar back at Albany Bowl, which oh, yeah. was the shit. Yeah. Like I worked with this woman named Chris. She was super mean, um, <laughs> but she was really helpful. She like she taught me all sorts of things. I became really good at like learning all of these. You know, it was a bowling alley, so I learned like all the dumb drinks, which was great. Um, and then I simultaneously was working at I think I think at the same time I was working at the Stinking Rose. And then when I turned 21, I started bartending over there. Okay. And as much as I really despise that job, um, I will always say that that job made me such a fast bartender because the bar is about the size of this table. Right. And the bartender does everything. Right. They make sodas. They make refills. They make cappuccinos. They make every cocktail. They pour all the wine. They do Mm -hmm. everything aside from water. And it was like a nightmare scenario because it was the first place I've ever worked that had drink tickets. So you would have a room full of people getting drinks from you. Yeah. Um, Which, you know, and people eating at the bar, which I was like, fuck. Um, I always forgot about that. Like the eating at the bar. I I love eating at a bar, so I can't can't throw some shade. But 
as the bartender, I was always like, oh, God, and then there's this? Like, yeah. I just didn't, I, I've never Be been great at that. Be good to your bartender. I know, exactly, everyone. exactly. I, would, I am not good at that. I'm always like, every time I've had to do it, I feel like an actress, and I'm like, mm. how would you like your burger? Like, I don't, I forget oh. silverware. I'm like, bartending, I'm pretty on it. Serving food yeah. while bartending, I just, it's too much for They're me. They're different beasts, It's right? just, it's the They're people different. that do it, I'm like, you are very talented. Speaking of um, our first guest oh, on yeah, this Rebel. podcast, Rob he, he's, he's the best. He's the best. And yeah. he's also like the sweetest man while yes, he does it. Which I'm like, how are you still so nice? How are you not like freaking out? But um, yeah. so I would do that, and then I would have this this machine to my left, I guess, that would just spit out like <laughs> hundreds. It felt like of drink yeah. tickets. So yeah. you, it was really like sink or swim, and yeah. you didn't have anyone else back there because it was too small. So um, well, I feel like so, now now people are. More people have seen the bear. Yeah. And that one episode when oh, they get God. the thing. Yeah, it but, was like that every day. But I think almost. the important difference here is that they had a crew. Oh, no, and you're, yeah, you're alone. You were one you're absolutely getting all alone. those fucking you're tickets. You're totally alone. Um, it was madness. Nuts. It was really crazy. Um, yeah. Then basically, the, the owners of that place, there were some things there that, you know, again, as like a pretty staunch feminist lady, I was a little like, hmm, this yeah. seems off. So. <laughs> I would come down here after work and basically drink like, you know, a pint of old overholt and be like, I'm going home now to my apartment in the mission with my six stranger roommates. Right, so right. Um, one night I got in this huge fight with the manager who was problematic. And I basically found out that I had just redone the entire bar there and they had given credit to a guy who worked there who was essentially a food runner and a bar back. Um, which is fine, like that, that he that that was his job. He was a great guy. I had right. nothing to do with him. But, Not fine. To um, but I was like, excuse me, what? And he said, right. well, yeah, you know. And it, he's like, politics or there was some bullshit answer. Mm-hmm. And I, in the middle of the, there's like a dining room, and I was like, I basically was like, what the fuck? This oh, is good. this is bullshit. And yeah. I was like, I'm fucking leaving. And I like closed out and I left. But of course, I was like 21 years old and still a service industry person and didn't want to fuck over my coworkers. So I came down That's here. That's good of you. I got a drink and um, and this woman, Libby, who worked here at the time, she was a cocktail waitress, said, we need a server. And I was like, I put my drink down and said, I'll be right back. And I went up and I gave them two weeks oh because, God. you know, I was like, I'm yeah. still going to be nice. Yeah. So I gave them two weeks and then I started cocktailing here and I was 21. That was Joanna Liocci, bartender at Vesuvio Cafe. We'll be dropping part four of our Vesuvio episodes this Thursday, when Joanna will talk about the bar's wacky Wednesday music shows. Check for that later this week, wherever you get podcasts. Music for Storied San Francisco was produced, performed, and curated by Otis McDonald. Michelle Kilfeather does original photography for us. Aaron Lim of Bitch Talk Podcast is our contributing producer. And the show is produced and hosted by me, Jeff Hunt. Now in our sixth season, we have more than 200 episodes available on our website, storiedsf.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're able to, please rate and review the show. And drop us a line at storiedsf at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Keep rejecting those silly doom loop narratives about our city. Stay wacky, weird, healthy, and creative. And we'll see you next time on Storied San Francisco. We acknowledge and respect the first humans of the unceded land we call San Francisco. 
the Ramaito Shaloni. We condemn the genocide of these and other tribes across the Western Hemisphere. We honor their legacy and history, and we support rematriation and sovereignty efforts. This podcast is a proud member of the BFF.FM podcast network. Learn more at podcast.bff.fm. BFF.FM, best frequencies forever.